0: You're listening to Group Travel Radio. What's going on? This is Stevie G. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of GT Radio. ABA Marketplace is an incredibly important appointment based show for motor coach companies, tour operators, and suppliers who want to grow their business. Many of you listening are extremely familiar with ABA and are aware that Marketplace just recently took place. So here at GT Radio, we decided to kind of give our own ABA Marketplace recap. Now, I myself was not in Nashville to attend Marketplace, but these GTO colleagues of mine were there. Hi, I'm Jim Delaman.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Angelica Kennedy. Hi, I'm Sierra.
0: Yes, Jim, Angelica, and Sierra from the Group Travel Odyssey team will be on the podcast today to talk about everything from the interesting weather in Nashville, to tips for having successful appointments, to networking at the assembly food hall, and that's only scratching the surface. I'm pretty sure Jim, Angelica, and Sierra all had a great time in Nashville, but I'll let them tell you all about it. Here's our 2024 ABA Marketplace recap. Welcome to another episode of Group Travel Radio. As you heard in the intro, I'm sitting down with some of the GTO team that attended the recent ABA marketplace in Nashville. It's so great to see you guys, and I'm looking forward to talking a little bit about ABA. Um, Now, I heard it was pretty cold in Nashville. Do I have that right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. We, We got there.
2: I I left from New York, which was about 50 degrees and we got there and it was colder already. And then on Sunday it started snowing, uh, much to the surprise of, I think everybody in Nashville, even though they had said that this was most likely going to happen, we ended up with about eight inches of snow. And then for the rest of the time there, um, a lot of venues and restaurants and everything were closed down and we were in single digits. So, um, yeah, that, That put a damper on a lot of things but we we definitely made the most out of even having some pretty bad weather
0: well that's great to hear and you know while the weather was pretty frigid outside i'm sure a lot of great conversations about business and group travel took place inside uh, not only for gto but for everyone that was able to attend so you know for anyone that's maybe new to the industry or who hasn't attended aba in a while Angelica, can you kind of explain, you know, what ABA Marketplace is?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, So ABA stands for American Bus uh, Association, and they host a trade show every year that really is designed for domestic B2B or business-to-business negotiations and discussions. And it's mostly the motor coach charter industry that attends and then suppliers and vendors who meet with them. Um, And that differs a little bit from some of the other trade shows like CIDA, which stands for student youth travel, for example, or international trade shows that take place on other grounds. So we're talking mostly domestic, mostly business to business, and mostly motor coach associations, obviously, with lots of different uh, exceptions to those rules. And the floor is mostly an open marketplace where vendors or suppliers attend and meet with buyers, i.e. tour and receptive operators that have motor coach associations. And then there are lots of networking opportunities off of the actual appointment floor as well, and lots of fun events that happen. Uh, in and around it, including diner rounds in the evening, sightseeing opportunities, and a lovely opportunity for a city to host and display um, each year. So
0: cool. Well, you know, Angelica, you brought up buyers and suppliers there, and I want to kind of get more into that because appointments for buyers and suppliers is, of course, a really important part of what goes on at ABA. Um, Sierra, can you talk a little bit about the buyer perspective of appointments with suppliers?
3: Sure, this was my second in-person time taking appointments at ABA. And wow, it is, it's an experience. As a buyer, I get to sit at a table uh, for three days and take back-to-back appointments. It's it's kind of like speed dating for the buyers to meet the suppliers. So every seven minutes, the bell rings and the suppliers are frantically running to the next door operator or receptive operator, whoever they're meeting with. And it was a huge show floor this time. So they had their work cut out for them, as well as, as, as the appointment taker. And so w- what we're doing really is finding out what's new you know what what do they have going on in their destination we met with a lot of cvbs uh for the attractions you know what's new what's their 2024 pricing uh hotels you know how how many rooms do you have are you rebranding how's your your um expansion going that sort of thing as much as information as you can get in seven minutes um uh, meeting with with a supplier and maybe it's somebody that you've never met with and maybe it's somebody like like i've had quite a few uh, appointments this year that I'm like hey it's so good to put you know a face with a name because we've been emailing all year different things back and forth but getting to make that connection in person with that supplier is always key so over 3 days i personally had 156 appointments uh, with with different suppliers and it's always so good to learn as much information as possible in 7 minutes and then the emails Follow-ups after is really where you get the the meat uh, of from the meeting that you're meeting with.
0: And let me ask you a quick follow-up question because you just mentioned that this wasn't your first time being an appointment taker. You've done this before, and you know it's a lot, right? A lot happens. Um, it's a, a long sessions, seven minutes to get as much information as you can. Do you have any tips for either buyers or suppliers that might be helpful to getting the most out of? the short amount of time that you have to meet with someone.
3: I have a lot of tips. If for our tour operator members, and this is an incentive to join T- uh, GTO, if you're a tour operator, we actually preloaded all of our tour member or all of our tour operators that are members, their appointments into GTO. We have this cool trade show app that... And so I had my laptop sitting with me. I had from start to finish from 9 a.m. to 9.07, 9.14, who I was meeting with, linked to the supplier in our system, the contact information. And so all I had to do was click one button, I could sit there and type in any information that I learned from that supplier, hit save and close, hit on my 9.07 appointment. And so instead of having to read my chicken scratch writing or frantically write down information, Uh, I was able to just type that out, save and close. And now my entire team has access to that information of what I learned from that supplier on the trade show floor. A lot of our members took, took advantage of taking a picture of the PDFs, or not of the PDFs, of the actual handouts that the suppliers gave us, uploaded it right from their phone to the trade show app. And so none of that information was lost during appointments. And I know that's kind of in our industry the hardest thing is trying to take notes and then you have to sometimes type those out and then distribute them to your entire team so that everybody else can learn what you learned in the appointments all of that done is one time we only have to put it in once and i know that's a big thing for gto in general Uh, and so for our tour operator members definitely take advantage of that for for any um trade shows that you might have coming up for 2024 and beyond and for suppliers, um, you know, the, we actually took the time from January second all the way to when we left for ABA. I was still frantically uh, finalizing. We pulled all of your all of the supplier information from ABA, all of your profile sheets, made sure that it was in GTO, made sure that the contacts were up to date. So for suppliers, my biggest, you know, tip, if you will, is to just make sure that your profiles at any conference are up to date because we actually preload that information for the tour operators and uh, it it really helps on the front end and back end for, for everybody involved.
0: Hey, are you listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, or one of the other podcast platforms? It would mean the world to us if you took a quick second to subscribe, follow, or make Group Travel Radio one of your favorites on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. That's all, now back to Group Travel Radio. Well, you know, let's switch gears here and talk a little bit about uh, Pete Pantuso. If you're listening and have attended an ABA marketplace in the past, you definitely know who Pete is. He has served as the president and CEO of the American Bus Association for many years and has done some amazing work for the industry throughout the years. You know, this this past marketplace in Nashville was the final one of Pete's career as president and CEO, and I don't think it would be right to go through this discussion without talking about Pete's legacy. Um, Jim, talk a little bit about Pete Pantuso, the person, and also the impact that he's had on the world of buses and group travel.
2: Pete is such a great person and such a positive voice in this industry, and you know i've i've had the chance to know him since my first aba which was back in 99 so um you know he, he was always the face he was always the person that was everywhere i mean he we, you, you you see him on the floor he comes around and visits the booths um you see him up on stage you see him so many different places but he is beyond dedicated and is truly passionate about tourism industry and the motor coach industry and um i think that's one of the things that is going to be missed so much is just that positive energy and geez you know his accomplishments and his legacy are are tremendous he's more than tripled the membership in aba from the time he joined to now and uh just personally was responsible for creating the bus industry safety council and the Bus Maintenance and Repair Council. So those are two things that he he basically did himself and, and created. Um, he's also responsible for um, helping along like the Women in Buses Association, the um, African American Motor Coach Council. All of those councils are, are offshoots. And he found that they were, you know, just as important to have those voices heard. Uh, we had a chance, I had a chance to interview him a couple years ago at in Grapevine, Texas. And one of the things that he reminded all of us of uh, is the advocacy that ABA, the American Bus Association, does for everybody in the industry um so they are they're located in dc and he's been a voice with our government making sure that the government is aware of the issues of the motor coach industry and they work tirelessly to try to get that information out there um so that we get and the 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 tourism industry and the motor coach association industry um get everything that they deserve and and they realize the impact that the Motor Coach Association has and the motor coach industry has on tourism in general. He has been a huge influence on the industry. And if you were at this year's marketplace, you were able to see how much the industry and and the marketplace floor has actually grown. It was next to impossible (laughs) to get from one end of the floor from one appointment to the opposite end of the floor to your next appointment in the one-minute time frame between um, appointments. So it it was just huge this year. And there was so much going on. And I really feel just because of everything that he has done over the past almost 30 years, you know, the, the industry and the association has grown and is respected. It's the leading association for domestic travel, um, that we have. He also plays a mean harmonica. I will tell you that. (laughs) Um, and if anybody was at the after party on the closing night, and he's done this in years past too, uh, they put a band together and he will sit and play harmonica. So, um, we, we also enjoy Pete's harmonica playing. (laughs)
0: That's very cool. And, you know, I'm I'm sure Nashville was really honored to host Pete's final ABA marketplace. And, uh, you know, that got me to thinking anytime I've been to Tennessee, work related or not, I feel like they know how to have a good time and that Tennessee hospitality is always on full display. Now, I know you guys had some challenges with the weather, but how did Nashville do as a host city? Sierra, I know before we hit the record button, you were telling me Nashville is one of your your favorite cities to go to.
3: Yes. I am always looking forward to going to Tennessee. I grew up vacationing there. My grandparents lived there. And Nashville is just one of my my favorite towns. I was so excited to bring my cowgirl boots uh, to Nashville this year. Nashville just in general the the amount of information even from aba last year for them prepping to be the host this year i still have a bag that nashville gave out last year you know that i use uh, to carry things around so even leading up to to them hosting this year i think they they showed that southern hospitality Jim and I got there, you know, and rode one of these beautiful buses from the um, the airport to Music City Center, and as soon as we walked in, as soon as we got to the airport, number 1, they handed us a bottle of water and a Goo Goo chocolate, which they're known for. <laughs> uh, you know, made sure we knew where the buses were. As soon as we got to Music Center, we saw somebody with an ABA name tag on. So not only did Nashville in general And they recruited so many volunteers, ABA did, that live in Nashville proper. And they were able to direct us down this very, you know, if you've never been to Music Center, it is huge. And Jim and I, toting all of these things to take to our booth, you know, felt like we walked a mile. But every little turn, there was somebody ready to help us, smiling, happy, excited, welcoming us to Nashville. And then we had a lot of really great fun events in nashville but they called it um a taste of music city city i believe was kind of their one night a huge host uh event they did they actually shut down assembly food hall just for uh folks going to aba which i i can't even imagine the enormous cost of that um we could get anything we wanted in the assembly Food Hall. So, of course, the Nashville Hot Chicken uh, vendors were very, very busy, uh, which we consumed a lot of while we were there. And then everybody got a ticket to a private grand old Opry show at the Ryman. And if you're a country music fan, you know the the, uh, you know, history behind that and seeing a show at the Ryman is just spectacular. So for them to showcase Uh, Not only the food of Nashville, the music of Nashville, and then the Southern hospitality of just people being anywhere at any time with the information that you needed really make Nashville a great host city.
0: Sounds so cool. And and how amazing that they were able to, you know, you guys were able to have assembly food hall to yourselves. That is unbelievable. You know, no matter where ABA takes place, you know, I, I was lucky enough to attend previous conferences in Omaha and Detroit It's always a wonderful time to see old friends make new connections, have great conversations, whether they're business related or not. Angelica and Jim, can you talk about the networking aspect of ABA and feel free to share how you felt seeing colleagues that you don't get to see in person very often?
1: Sure. Um, You know, what's funny about this is Jim and I actually live in the same city and it was the first time we saw each other in person in a little bit. And we had to go to Nashville to do that. So that's often what happens when, you know, especially in this post pandemic remote world that we live in, oftentimes even local friends are friends you see when you travel for business. And so that's one of the really interesting aspects of those of us who work in travel and trade. But in general, the networking opportunities are really fantastic at these types of shows. And you know, we're not exactly shy wallflowers in the travel and trade industry. And so all you have to do is put us together in a bus and we'll have magical conversations. You know, from the second I landed at the airport, somebody that I'd never met before on a bus was like, what do you do? And can I have your card? You know what I mean? And so it doesn't have to be a fancy schmancy big to do event in order for us to do business. But of course, those are the ones we really look forward to, like the one Sierra was mentioning, which was just fantastic. Um, so yeah, yeah, every little opportunity matters, whether it's for business networking, or of course, to see friends, especially those of us who've been in the industry for a couple of decades plus, I'm dating myself here. But you know, it's kind of like a big old family reunion to attend these shindigs. So yeah,
2: it is. And, 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 the you know, the thing that I really like is that you know, you don't have to rely only on appointments in order to get the networking done. Appointments, I think, are are just a small part of the networking. Uh, we had a booth on the floor, and we were really busy with people coming up and asking for information on GTO. And we did some demos there, and we had live music there on one day. And, you know, it's just really great to have that kind of energy and as Angelica said, you know, people are so open with with wanting to know what it is that you do and wanting more information about what brought you to ABA. Um, so I think that, you know, those things, you really need to take advantage of all of the networking opportunities that are there, not just the appointments. Um, riding a bus, going to our dine-around. We had a really fantastic dine-around that we partnered with Share in the South Tours and with Paula Dean's Kitchen. And w- Even though we had to change our locations because of the weather, we were one of the few organizations that still had their dine around. So we had about 30 people together and we were able to offer live music and drinks and food and just had some really fantastic conversations and actually met with several people who we didn't get a chance to meet at the convention center itself so you know there are always opportunities to do more business and just to to make those connections that are just that are, that are outside of the appointment time frame And and you really just it's so easy to take advantage of that education sessions, so many other things, eating ice cream at the Branson booth, which that's there (laughs) every year, um, which is also right next to the cheese booth. Um, So you get grab cheese, you grab ice cream and, you know, do a lot of networking.
0: At least that's what. Some of us did. so,
1: And then come home and diet afterwards, yes. right?
0: I was going to yeah. say, you shouldn't you know, walk away from ABA hungry. That's for sure. Exactly. No. exactly. No. And you
1: know, bef- I, I wanted to touch on what Sierra was saying before in terms of Nashville's Southern hospitality, because I know she's been there a lot before. And so she can touch upon how warm and welcoming it is as a frequent traveler. But I was there for the first time. I'd never been to Nashville before. And even though there were a few missed opportunities because of the snow and i didn't get to see as much as i would have liked i have to say that the culture and ambiance that they created for us was really one of a kind and i left super super impressed with that city and its people and its warmth and its music and its charisma so i just want to give a major major shout out as somebody who traveled there for the first time to say that they did a really spectacular job
2: and aba always does a great job so combining aba and nashville it
0: was a win-win situation it truly was 10
1: out of 10 would do again
0: (laughs) yep that's awesome so great to hear well we are about out of time but i really enjoyed chatting with you guys about aba thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your busy days to be part of gt radio i really enjoyed the conversation and sounds like you guys had a great time at aba so thanks so much for joining me today
1: absolutely thank you anytime our pleasure
3: Yes. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the next trade show to put some more faces with some names.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed our discussion on this year's ABA Marketplace. I want to give my own quick shout out to Pete Pantuso. Jim did such a great job talking through some of the incredible things he's achieved over the years. I've seen him be so generous with his time and without a doubt, he's done so many great things for the motor coach industry. If you like group travel radio, please do hit that follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whichever platform you're listening from. That way, you can hear more of these types of conversations as we release them. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in today.